Blog Talk Radio. Good morning, everyone. Uh, this is uh, Pastor Angela Payton at Grace Through Faith Worship Center, and so happy for you to join me today. I know Saturdays are one of these days that people um, just rest and, and uh, trying to get their weekend schedule going. So Saturdays at uh, between 8 and 9, I really wanted to have a time of uh, prayer and intercession uh, for uh, our church and for our pastor, for uh, those who God is raising up uh, as a prophetic voice um, uh, in their area of influence. And so um, today is the weekend of Easter, and uh, we had an opportunity to go visit uh, one of our fellow colleagues in, in the Lord, and, uh, uh, and it was really a blessing to kind of just sit back and relax, and, um, you know, as pastors and ministers, we, we seem to be always on, so it was nice to just uh, relax and just um, enjoy the service, enjoy the ministry um, of uh, Charles Whitaker and his lovely wife, and uh, just sit back and enjoy the ministry. So it was just a blessing and um, just to be an encouragement to other people that, you know, God is still on the throne. He's still moving and shaking, and he needs so many of us to step up to the plate and be be the the people that God has called us to be, and, and it's just phenomenal, and it's just a blessing to see and watch the move of God, so um, I'm excited about that, and um, and just encourage that, uh, you know, God is just uh, constantly uh, helping us to move forward in his agenda, um, and that is to save a lost and dying world for um for his sake. Amen, and we reap the benefits. So it's a humbling experience and to just be um, in ministry, you know, accepting the call, allowing God to shape and mold you, you know, being humbled and learning to just love the Lord and just allow the Lord to permeate your being and, you know, just just love on Jesus. Amen. And so today we're going to talk about prophetic intercession. And for me, um, we're going to really pray about some things that are on my heart in the area of revival. And revival starts with us. Revival is the church beginning to step up to the plate and be the church that God has called us. He, God wants us to love our brothers and sisters in the Lord, but also he wants us to love those who don't know Jesus and begin to reach out to them in love and walk in love and just let them know that there is a God, there's, a, there's Jesus, and he loves you with the everlasting love. And what better way to spend your weekend, Easter weekend, proclaiming the gospel of Jesus Christ. 
you know, and God told us to go out and do. He said, go into the highways and byways and compel, influence people to to come to him. And see, when we go out and step out in faith, which is an act of faith, um, to go and speak to one and tell someone about Jesus, then God has an open door through you to touch someone, to touch someone and let them know that there is hope, that there is a God and that his son Jesus died for them and that there is hope after the physical death here on earth. There is hope. There is a story. There is a game plan. And we are to go after those who are lost, those who don't know the game plan, those who don't know the spiritual aspect of life, those who are just walking around just doing life without Jesus, doing life without God, and they don't know. They have not been confronted with the gospel of Jesus Christ. They have not been confronted with his love. And so as you prophetically go out and, and in faith go out and minister and touch folks, you know, it's something simple. Sometimes you can just tell people it's going to be okay. God, there is hope. God loves you. And that will plant a seed in someone's hearts to be to begin to explore you know, the goodness of the Lord and who is this person that they're talking about that they claim they have a relationship with. So, you know, we 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 can be religious and, you know, go to church and, you know, all of that, but it comes a time in your heart that it should just reflect, have I really done all I could do? Have I done anything? to proclaim the gospel? Have I shared it with anyone? Have I told someone about the goodness of the Lord? You know, and it's a heart thing. It's not, we can be religious, we can be religious about it and make it an exercise, but God wants us to do this from our heart. So, Father, I pray right now that our hearts be open to touching people for Jesus for letting people know that you're alive, that you're well, that you have plans for their life, Lord God, that you want relationship, that you want to be restored into their life, that they have hope, Lord God. And for those who may need healing in their body, you came and died so that we are whole. We are ever, our our bodies are whole, our minds are whole, and sound in you, our emotions are whole, Lord God, we are whole beings that are beautiful and alive and well in Jesus, and through that, Lord God, we thank you for your supernatural peace, supernatural peace, super natural peace and we thank you Father for that it's just an encouragement Lord God to know that you have given us an enormous enormous treasure hope faith love in you 
and that it's not hopeless, that you love us, and that we feel and experience and know that love through your word, through experiences with you, through developing a close relationship with you, and through walking this thing out with you, Lord God, walking our lives out with you, hand in hand, Lord God, with you. And that's just, it's just phenomenal, Lord God. Even as our minds begin and our hearts begin to submit to the word of God, the truth of the word of God that says that you're alive, that you're well, that that we're alive and we're going to be okay, and that the hope that is within us, hallelujah, surpasses anything that we may experience negative here on earth. And it says in the scripture that it won't even be spoken of. Can you imagine some of the things that we are just toiling over now won't be even mentioned in heaven? Wow. So we don't need to carry around these weighty things. We need to learn to cast all of our cares on Jesus. Just cast every concern. When something raises its ugly head to to um, have you to meditate on that day and night and tossing and turning, you know that it's something of the enemy to distract you. And we are to cast our cares upon the Lord. Because he cares for us. And sometimes God will give us a task that we cannot do in and of ourselves. But that's the good thing about it because he will, Jesus will, God will provide. He will provide. He will give us the answers. He will give us the resources. He will give us the peace. He will give us step by step what we should do. And so we should be forever just enjoying the Lord, understanding that whatever he has for us, he will provide it and he will give it to us. And he said it adds, whatever he does for us, it adds no sorrow to it. Amen. So I just admonish you that, if God's called you to a ministry, if he's called you to an assignment, um, know that you don't go alone, that we go with Jesus, and that he is ushering us into into a new faith realm with him where we're enjoying the relationship and he's leading and guiding us into all truth. And as we settle down and get peace with Jesus, that we will know that we know that we know what our next move is because we're following the Lord. We're not leading the Lord. We're following Jesus. And in that, there is peace. And sometimes we just have to be patient because some things just need to brew, as my husband was saying this morning. Some things just, you know, they just need to bake a while. You know, God may have given you a vision about something, but you know, it, it will come to pass in time, and you need time in order to work some things out. Sometimes it's things in you that God is trying to work out, your character, your stamina, your uh, even your physical stamina, things that God wants to do. 
But God said he's a God of faith. So without faith, whatever works we do are dead. And so we want to be people who are walking in the faith of God, believing that whatever he puts in our spirit man, the vision that he gives us, he will fulfill it. All we have to do is what? Be obedient and submit to him. Amen. Just be obedient and submit to the Lord, and he will take care of it. And so today is a, a today and tomorrow and just just this whole just this whole Easter season should be a time for us to really reflect on the goodness and character of the Lord Jesus. You know, his character would not let him get off of the cross. His character, his stamina, his resolve. I just believe that when he saw us, it says, for the joy set before him. I believe that he he saw us. I believe that he saw us in the future. And because he saw us, it it, it catapulted him into, into dying on the cross for us. He really did experience that joy. He really did see the joy. He really did see us alive. He really did see us in heaven. He really did see us restored to new life. You know, the scripture doesn't say that specifically, but I just believe as a person who can see, who's a seer, you know, things that I see, I say, Lord, I I know Jesus must have experienced a little bit of it, so maybe... And this is Angela-ology. Maybe he did see all of us. You know, sometimes I've I've seen flashes of things in the future, in the past, and it, it's amazing. I said, Lord, just show me just a tad bit. But Jesus probably saw me, you, all of us, and because of that, he died on the cross. He he. It was a reality. It did not dis. It did not change the fact that he had to. His flesh had to die on the cross. And so I think in the in in Gethsemane and when he was sweating drops of blood, you know, even though in the spirit he could see it all, I just believe that it's still we have to walk this thing out. You still have to die to yourself. You still have to be willing to feel the pain. And so he went through it physically with agony and pain on the cross, but because he saw you and me, he 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 realized, he knew his flesh didn't want to go through it. You know, sometimes our flesh don't want to die. It doesn't want to die, you know. It doesn't it doesn't want to submit. It doesn't want to submit to authority. It doesn't want to submit to the authority of God's word. It doesn't want to submit to authority of people who are over you. And But out of that, you cannot go any further if you're not willing to submit. If you're not willing to submit to the word of God, if you're not willing to submit to the instructions of the, of the Lord. See, the Holy Spirit, he's there to guide and lead us, but he is not going to force you to do the word. You must humble yourself, submit your will to the will of the Father and of God and of the Word, 
and then things will work. Isn't that amazing? See, the formula it is, I hear the word, and then their decision point is I submit to it. I say, Lord, I agree with that statement from my heart. Not my head, but my heart. And because of that, I'm stepping out in faith. See, faith is not a head knowledge thing. Faith is a heart thing. It says I'm going to trust God over the circumstances, over my situation, over what my checkbook looks like. I am trusting in God from my heart. And once you commit to that, then you're releasing the angels and all of God's agency to work on your behalf in the spirit realm to fulfill what you have committed to from the heart. I think so many people want to have faith from their head. But, see, our head is wants to logically figure it out. It wants to say, if I do this, then the next thing to happen, and you're just getting in the flesh yourself apart from God's counsel and his word and his direction, and you're not in faith, and it cannot go well for you in that realm. See, when we're talking about faith, faith is a supernatural realm because it's not using natural forces or natural things in order to reproduce the word of God in your life or actually reap at all. So that's why God says we must what? We must walk in faith, and when we walk in faith, we we cut out the self and we walk in, in God's supernatural faith, which is not sub- subject to the natural realm. The natural realm will be subjected to the spiritual realm and God's kingdom and how he moves. See, he moves by faith. He He will move with us as we move out in faith. Amen. And so we have to understand that, that that's why he said you can't please him. You can't please him without faith because nothing moves without you stepping in the faith realm and believing and trusting God from your heart. Amen. And your head has to get out of the way. Your logic and you trying to figure it out yourself has to literally get out of the way. And so many of us and Christians, we're used to that. People who are very talented have a hard time with faith because they're used to doing it all, and quite frankly, they have been somewhat uh, successful without God because they're so talented, they're just naturally innate talented. But you have to understand even that talented talent must be groomed by God in order for it to take it to the next level. You know what I mean? So, you know, for you to understand that and subject yourself and even be more humble before the Lord and say, Lord, I can't do this. You know, Lord, I'm praying for my healing and I'm believing you by faith that it's done because your word said it. My head is still uh, bothering me, this and that, whatever your situation may be. And you, you step in faith and say, Lord, but your word says by his stripes I was healed. And your heart has to engage in that. Your spirit man 
which is the seat of your heart, has to engage in that, and that doesn't take logic. It just takes you stepping and agreeing with God. Amen? And that's your authority. Your authority lies in the decision-making. Your authority lies in I agree. And the enemy would love for us to be tossed to and fro, unstable, confused, because if you're not settled in your mind, then you go absolutely nowhere. It's just like a car with a whole lot of gas, but until you turn on the ignition and push the pedal, it won't go anywhere. It has everything in it to move, but it needs faith. It needs you to step on the gas in order to turn on the ignition in order for it to what? Move forward. So a lot of us are like cars sitting in the garage with a tank full of gas and not going anywhere because we're not using what God has told us to use the way he has told us to use it. We're not stepping out, pushing that pedal of faith. Amen. And once you push the gas pedal, you're, you have propelled yourself into this new realm of it will put, it will, when I push this pedal, of faith in my life, when I push down on the gas, oh, baby, this thing is moving forward in the name of Jesus. And the enemy has got to flee. He has no way, to. he has no um, authority because you've taken authority. But when we are passive, when we are not stepping out in faith and saying, Lord, I know you told me this, I believe you, I admonish you, and I'm moving out. I'm stepping out in faith. I'm pushing the gas pedal, and I'm just believing this car is moving. The the car the car is moving. It's it's accelerating. God will will honor that. See, God honors our heart and our love for Him. He will honor that. And and the great thing about it, we don't have to spend time trying to figure it out. God will has a strategic plan in place for your life, and he will play it out if you would just trust in him. So, Father, I thank you today that we learn to trust you. Lord, we just lift our heart up to you, and we repent for not trusting you. Even in the small things, Lord God, we have allowed the enemy to lie to us, to steal from us, Lord God. We've listened to the whisperer more than we've listened to your word. We've listened to him whisper in our ear that we're not good enough, that we don't measure up, that we're, we're, not, we're going nowhere fast. Lord, I rebuke those words of discouragement, of just dismay, of this blanket, I'm not adequate. Well, nobody's adequate quit to, 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 uh, to, uh, to, to receive some of the things that God has asked us to receive, some of us are not adequate in and out of ourselves, but God, you don't look at what you can do. You look at what God can do through you. And through that, he will give you great boldness. He will give you all the stamina. We don't have to be ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ. We are on fire for the Lord. We're believing God to do tremendous things. You know, one of the things that's such a blessing to me is my daughter. You know, as we raise her in the admonition of God, she has this tremendous faith. She just speaks it out. She just said last night, we are the church. And it just hit my spirit, man. 
And I was so proud of her. I said, Lord, I'm proud that I'm pouring into this young lady, and she is beginning to show how much faith she has and how much she does believe God. And she's just innocent with it. And it's just she prayed for me over my head, and she wouldn't let me just, she wouldn't let me off the hook when I was just wanting to waddle in my own self-pity when it came to my, my own personal believing and healing. Amen. And so I just thank the Lord that, you know, sometimes you don't know, but when, you, when your children speak back to you uh, uh, what you've been planting in their heart, I say, well, I, I, we're planting in our, our kids. And so I, I thank God for my daughters especially. I just thank them that they're just moving um, in the things of God, my oldest daughter and my youngest, my youngest daughter, and it's just amazing. It's just amazing. My heart just is so pleased to see that they are growing in their relationship with the Lord, and they're seeing the manifested gifts of the Holy Spirit. Isn't it amazing? You know, I think that God is just pleased. We may not have the masses. Coming, but I, I'm all for quality, not quantity, you know, and it, it's just amazing. There's nothing worse than have a pile of, of, of stuff that's worthless, but then you have this beautiful diamond, and it's just one diamond, but it is so valuable to the body of Christ, and you've been shepherding that diamond. I look at my daughters as diamonds in the rough. They, we're shepherding them, we're we're protecting them, we're covering them, and then one day they'll go off and they're just going to do, even now they're doing awesome things. You know, the teachers are saying she's just a person with leadership skills and just naturally people are drawn to her. I mean, it's just amazing. And, you know, my oldest daughter, she is just not afraid to go and just minister to people. I mean, she... She is bold with it, and the confidence that she has now is just amazing to see, and it just warms my heart. I think one of the things that I am very clear about with our ministry is that we are, you know, me and my husband are to groom the next gen. And, see, they're going to teach their children. You know, even with my young, my oldest daughter, she's teaching her son to, hallelujah, to believe God and to pray for her son. You know, and it's just amazing. My heart is warm to hear that. And also for us to give time and on Sunday for testimony. It's a it's a crying shame. Now, I know I'm not going to get critical of the churches. I'm going to focus on our church and what we're doing in our culture. And see, sometimes when you're creating a new paradigm, when you're creating a new culture and you're going against the grain, when you're going against religious spirits, don't expect that crowds to come because you're changing, you're doing a shifting in the spirit. And that's what I see. It's a shifting in the spirit. It's just like a big ship. You ever seen a big ship? When that ship changes, it doesn't look like it's moving, but it is, in fact, moving. It's changing, and it's underneath the water, and that's why you don't see it. You see the ship move, but the rudders are underneath the water, and so you can't really see it, but that big ship is being moved. And so God is using us to move and make some really inroads into these new, young, up-and-coming individuals where they're going to be fearless, where they're going to be bold, where they're going to be like the Caleb's, and they're just going to go for it. 
and they're not they're not intimidated or afraid because quite frankly they're getting results. They see a hundred percent results when they go off when they go after and pray for people. And I just decree and declare that it will be turned up in them, that there'll be a hunger and a thirst after they know what their calling is. See some Christians are stuck in church stuck in forms, but they're afraid. They're afraid to reach out and touch someone in love. Now, you're just concerned about someone. You know, you can say, oh, Lord, this compassion that you've given me, it's supposed to be poured out on other people. I can go pray for somebody. We can just say, do you need prayer today? Can I pray for you? And that's an open door to begin to see the healing manifestation of God usher through. Why? Because you care. Why? Because God cares. Why? Because Jesus cares. And if you just go after people that way, you know, just say, hey, I'm with you. You need a few dollars. Can I help you? Whatever it is, we are the feet, the mouth, the hands of Jesus. And when we say, Lord, I just want to love on someone today, I know, God, there are people that need to be touched by you. They need to know that you're living. They need to know that you're existing and that you care enough to send somebody their way, cross their path, and minister to them. Amen. So, Father, I pray that we will have a heart, a passion for the lost, for people that need to know Jesus, that need to know about your love, oh God. We stand in the gap for them, Lord God. We not only pray for them, but we go, oh God. We go and we say, Lord, send me. Send me to go talk to people. Send me to go touch people. Send me to go pray for people. Lord God, you sent us out from church. You sent us out from religious uh, uh, protocols. You sent us out, Lord God, to touch those who may, who may need a touch. And, Lord, we you use this intercessory prayer to just build ourselves up and say, yep, that's it. Yes, we're on the right track. Yes, we're touching souls. And, see, one of the things that the Lord showed me, was that if I touch one soul for Christ, I've touched everybody that's in their span of influence. So, for example, you touch one neighbor, right, and, you, and, they, and they receive Christ or, or they get back on track with God or they be discipled like uh, God want us to be discipled so that we can go off, we can go and tell someone else and multiply and duplicate the Jesus that's on the inside of us to someone else then their sisters, their brothers, their aunts and uncles, their children, their dog, their cat are going to be impacted by who? Jesus Christ. So by one, it's a multiplication. So don't be dismayed at the masses. Don't get discouraged. If you have five, then you could take five people until you could take that and multiply it by at least ten. Take five. You now up to 25. Take those 25 and multiply it by five. I give you conservative. Do it two. Two people, two other people that they will influence. You're up to 50. You see where the math is going? And so what the enemy would like to do is say, you know what? You only, you only disciple one person, but I'm discipling that one person times one, and that's two. One person times two or three. And the, you do the math. And if you just disciple two people, you're really, over time, maybe discipling up to 100 people, depending on their just tenacity. And they're going to tell at least one person. i give you a case in point. 
I've been ministering to some people at my job, just telling them about the Bible study on Wednesday. Now, this one individual even hadn't gone to the to, to come to 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 the uh, to the Bible study, but he had gone around to tell everybody else about it. And it just blessed my heart because the Lord was just trying to show me, see, by word of mouth, by your testimony, people will begin to reach out to other people. Amen. Just by your reputation, just by your sincerity, just by you reaching out, you begin to see God in multiplication, God producing uh, and, and, and excelling in this. So don't be discouraged. Matter of fact, get, just, just say, ooh, Lord, if I could just touch one person a day, one person a day with a smile, with a card, with something, and what it does is exercising you getting outside of yourself. Getting outside of yourself. So you make it a point of just getting outside of yourself. It may not be witnessing. It may just be for you to just send cards of greetings to people, birthdays. People always have birthdays, anniversaries, whatever. And what you're trying to do is exercise my ability to get outside of me, to not be so concerned about me, myself, and I today, but be concerned about at least one other individual that I can bless. Now, you can start with your family members. You can say, today I'm going to bless my husband. Today I'm going to bless my wife. Today I'm going to bless my children. I'm going to do something for them that will bless them. And what it does, it puts self in its place, ourself, right, the flesh, and it puts someone else above you. And as you continue to practice that, then you begin to practice the love of the Lord Jesus. But if it's me, myself, and I, and you're allowing your flesh to think about you all day and what you're concerned about and my agenda, see, you're not exercising that. And a good way to exercise that is to allow yourself to bless someone else today. Bless the Lord first and then ask the Lord, who can I bless today? And be uh, intentional about it. When you're trying to mature in the things of God, all I can say is that you have to be intentional. Intentional. It's the will. Your will has to say yes to the Lord. You say, Lord, I agree with you. My life is not as valuable if I don't give it away. You know what I mean? I don't give it to you, Lord. It's not fruitful. I'm not satisfied. I'm not happy. Quote, people want to say that they're happy. Well, you're happy when you're closest to Jesus and you're enjoying the journey. It is so exciting. And you don't want to be stale. You don't God is his mercies are new every every morning. And so he has a new thing that he wants to do every morning. But we have to be willing to ride the wave whichever way he wants us to ride it. Amen. And he won't move any further than what we allow him to do. But I would say today, even God was stirred on your heart. He said, will you go? Will you do? Will you bless? Amen. And we don't want to bless outside of the circle of our most influential people. And that's our family. Because if your family is turned on for God and you got everybody on one accord, there's tremendous things you can do. Tremendous things for you to do. So it's not for us to neglect our own uh, territory at home, you do that, 
and you can do and bless other people. And your whole family can be engaged in it. Amen. And so that's just the word of the Lord. The Lord was saying, always take care of your home base. But as you take care of your home base, then you have harmony in your home, and then you can go out and do because they are, everybody's on the same page. We're after the souls of Jesus Christ. We're after all of that. We're not caught up in things. We're, we're just loving the Lord, and we're allowing the Lord to love other people through us. And so I, I just want to encourage you that evangelism is a 360 thing. It's not, well, let's just go out and hit the streets or this and that. Yes, you can do that. But God wants it to be so natural. It's an everyday thing. It's not. It's just something that will flow forth from you in all of your interactions, while you're doing your chores, while you're doing whatever. You know, it's it's a constant thing that it's just flowing out of you. Life is flowing out of you. You're there, and you're saying, Lord, how can you? You 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 know, you have you've been blessed with another day. Hallelujah, and you're saying. Lord, how can I serve you today? How can I serve my family today? How can I serve the people on my job today? You know, so it's not about you. And as you begin to allow yourself to go there, then your life will be enjoyable. You just won't be just existing. You'll just enjoy the journey because you're following the leading of the Lord Jesus. And you're also allowing the gift of giving and the gift of love to flow. And you have to be intentional because your flesh is not interested in doing any or none of that. It is just interested in what it can do apart from God. Amen? And so that that's, that's, that's all I have to say today. I, I just hear, hope you hear my heart. And understand that God is just—he's just an awesome God. So I just—I just love God on the—I just love God on little stuff. You know, it may not be the major stuff in life. You know, the people looking forward, the big crowd, and this and that. You know, I always say when I get in the big crowds, especially when I've gone to other churches, and I just sense that you say, "Oh Lord, are these people getting discipled? Are they just really, you know?" So I love the one-on-one. I love to see. And see and see and really be able to touch just people that you can feel their heart and sense their heart. You know what I mean. So it's just really phenomenal for me to see that. But you know, as you get older, you, you see things differently. You know, you, you know things ain't always what they seem, and you know we're always wanting to catch the next wave. But God wants us to be rooted and grounded in Him, and. My heart is to equip the saints so that they know more and more about the Lord, but that they're discipled to the point where they can reproduce themselves, that they not only can get people saved and filled with the Holy Spirit, but that they can introduce someone to love and also that they can allow the Holy Spirit to speak through them to pray for someone and to get them healed, to pray for them and get their needs met. And for me, that's like full circle. You know what I mean? So that part 
you know, they they that's just it's just it's just no I don't know how to put it. It's just it's just coming into a level of maturity when you're letting all of the gifts flow, you're letting God flow through you. You you just humbled and you said, "Lord, you have blessed me to see this before I I leave this earth." And I am so grateful for that revelation of you that way to know that you are a healer, to know that you um that I can take authority over my finances and they could come into subjection, that you have given us tremendous gifts in the body of Christ, and I can see all that. And, Lord, it's just greater heights and higher heights in you, and that I come in a relationship and revelation that you love me, and I, I want to love you more. I want to see more of you. I want to see the manifested presence of you. I want to see your glory, Lord God. I want to see your presence. I want to feel your presence. I want to uh, just feel the anointing when we walk into the room, when I begin to pray, when I get to praise the Lord. You know, I'm so pleased even with with our church being as small as it is, that God has always met us every Sunday. I, I just feel and sense home and the presence of the Lord and the warmth of Jesus. And so for me, it's like there's no other place to be because, you know, it's just that. You know, it's just God just, he's just there. And you know that, you know, God will will do what he will do, but you know, you just you just at that place where you say, Well, this this is this is where God is God wants me to be in it and he's planted me here and his family. You know what I mean? So it's it's just knowing that and you don't have to go seeking and following others and just you know, you just know. And so God has to give you that knowing that you know that you know. And God God is always about building the new and pushing us to for, forward to newness of life and new things. He's not into dead stuff, you know, and we don't want to be a part of dead things. And I'm not saying anything dead around here, but I'm just saying that God wants, God is about life and allowing the life that he has to flow in such a way that people are loved and they just feel the love. It's just a level of anointing. I know that I'm looking for that I sense. It's like even at my job, oh, my God, at my Bible study, there's no more anointing that I felt than in some of these churches. I'm like, whoa. But you know what? It is, the, I mean, not only anointing, but the cornea, the camaraderie, the fellowship of love between the saints. And... And I had to say, well, this is church. You know, like my daughter said, you bring church with you. So it's 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 not about the edifice and this and that. And our flesh can get caught up in that, and there's nothing wrong with that. But how much better would it be to have that and the anointing? Or with me, it could be just, the, for me personally, it's just the anointing that breaks every yoke. And so... 
I'm looking for that. I'm looking for the glory cloud. You know, I'm looking for the glory cloud wherever I am. I'm looking for that innate ability to sense and feel the power of the Holy Ghost. See, God has called our ministry to walk in the power gift. So we have to up our game. That's all I can say. You have to up your game when God has literally called you out and called you in. He's called us out to call and called us in to work and operate the power gift. It wasn't something that we signed up for, but it was something that God has said, this is what I'm calling you to do. I'm calling you to pray for the sick, to raise the dead, and to cast out demons. He he didn't call us to anything else, at least I hadn't heard anything else. And he's saying, I want you to perfect that. I want you to grow in that. I want you to exercise that. And so that is where our heart is. And so where your heart is, that's where you have to follow. And so when we do what God has called us to do, whether we, uh, you know, see results or not, then we have to know that God is yearning for us to continue and to be where he has called us to be, and we cannot go back. It's just like bridges that have been burned. It's like bridges that there is no return, you know. You can't go back, you know what I mean? There is no going back. There's only moving forward. And with that, it's just God's faith. It's just God's faith. It's not our faith. It's the faith of the living God. Amen? And so when I see fruit of our ministry in the young lives of the people that we have ministered to, my heart is warmed and pleased. And I believe because my heart is warmed and pleased that Almighty God is pleased. Amen? And so things can't do but get better. Amen? So we're just here. We're just going to practice. We're going to exercise what God has given us. We're going to pray for those. And we're not going to judge anybody. We're not here to judge other churches, ministries, whatever they're doing. God bless them, and we can fellowship with them where they are and not impose where God is sending us. But we can we can communicate that, but we don't have to impose anything on anyone. We can just say this is where God is leading us, this is where we are, and this is where God is propelling us. And it's something that's driving us. It's something that that's our passion. Amen? And we don't need to shrink from that. We just need to move forward in that and do even more. God said he is going to call us to do the greater works. Amen? And so I'm excited about it because when God is in it, it can do but be better and grow. And as we submit ourselves to it, it can only just be phenomenal. Amen? It's just going to be phenomenal work. You know, it's nothing like having these awesome testimonies. You know, on Sunday, I just get really excited from the small ones, even to the big ones, you know, and God gives us wisdom, you know, he's given us wisdom gifts and everything for us to what? To equip and build up the saints. So I just pray, Father, I thank you for those who listen to the line and those who will listen later on to this con- to this, um, to this telecon, uh, this time for us to just to intercede and just to pray on behalf. And Father, I lift up my my pastor, Lord God, my covering, Lord God, I lift him up before you, and I ask you, Lord God, to just give him guidance, direction, Lord God. Give him peace. Give him the vision that you have called him to, Lord God. I pray, Lord God, that his mind, spirit, and soul is aligned with your will, O oh God. And I pray for the spirit of peace that passes all understanding to cover our pastor, to cover our pastors, Lord God. 
because you know that we need we need covering. We need to be covered under the shepherding of the Holy Spirit and that our yes is amen and and that you leading and you're guiding us, Lord God, in your direction and you're giving us peace. Peace that surpasses all understanding, Lord God. And it will shape us. It will it will drive us. It will give us. You said that, Lord God, that peace should 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 we should walk in our in the peace of God. And so we we just declare that and decree it, Lord God. And we thank you, Lord God, as you open up new doors of fellowship and and connecting with other like ministers of faith, Lord God, and those who may not exactly believe like we believe, Father. We love them and we we fellowship with them as well, Lord God, because one thing we can agree on, that Jesus has died, that he is resurrected from the dead, and that he yet lives. And because he lives in us, we will live also. And so, Father, we thank you for that. We thank you that tomorrow for those who will be looking for church homes and those who will be coming, Lord God, that they will be blessed, that the pastor will have a word in season for them, that he will have a word from God that will touch and pierce the hearts of the souls of the people, Lord God. While they're here yet on earth, Lord God, that they will be touched by the power of God. And as he goes and prays, Lord God, I pray that he has 100% success. As he lays his hands on uh, people and, and just ministers to them, Lord God, even as he speaks the word, Lord God, that they will be touched and they will be blessed, Lord God, as you use him as your instrument, Father. Bless him in everything, Father. Bless him in the, from the top of his head to the soles of his feet. Bless his finances, Lord God. Bless his ability, Lord God, all his abilities, Lord God. I pray that the Holy Spirit will be touched by him, Lord, that he will be touched by the Holy Spirit. And, Father, I pray for the service tomorrow, Lord God, that it will be a service that will be pleasing unto you, that you will you will just use it, Lord God, and encourage us, Lord God, and strengthen us, Lord God, as we, uh, as your vessels, Lord God, do your work and do your bidding. And so, Lord, I thank you, Lord God, that this whole weekend is a time of peace and rest, Lord God. And, Father, I thank you for, um, as we go out, to minister, Lord God, that you know the people who need to be touched. And so, Lord God, we just say we we submit ourselves and we will be used by you to touch those who need a touch from Jesus. And so we thank you for even that you will give us the wherewithal, the desire, the compassion, Lord God, the overall love for for the people, Lord God. It's not us, but the love of God that is shed abroad in our hearts to touch those who don't know you. So, Lord, we just lift this time up before you. We know it's a blessing. We know those who will listen to it later will be blessed because it's just a desire of you to touch those who need to be touched. And so we in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Have a blessed weekend. Find a church to go to and just enjoy Jesus and the fellowship of the saints. Amen.